Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening to everybody that is top of the league. I'm loving saying this week in, week out. And honestly... It's wonderful to be here again after another win, isn't it, Cookie? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking about this one tonight. Lots to unpack for sure. Oh, it's so exciting. Right, welcome back to the show, James. Um, We've got a lot to talk about as per usual. Albert, welcome back to the show. Good to be back, Amanda, particularly on this beautiful Sunday night. (laughs) I know. Yeah, so much to talk about. Beautiful game, awful weather. We are just going to start with chatting about... I, I, I actually don't know where to start. Well, first of all, we need to wish Suburban Gooner a happy 40th. Because yes. he turned 40 today. He's living it up in Vegas. What a present he's received. Top of the league, three points at Stanford Bridge. Clean sheet. He's turned 40 and he's probably off now because it's the afternoon over there, gallivanting. So happy birthday, Chris, from all of us. And we look forward to having you back on the show soon. Mm, absolutely. Right. So neither of us, were th- any of us were there today, were they? Were we? No, were we all watching no, no. TV? We mm-hmm. did. We did. Okay. So I just want to talk to you. What we're going to do, people in the chat room, and welcome to the show, by the way. What we're going to do is we're going to bring you in straight away with what we talk about. We're not going to go through the whole game. We've all seen it. So we're just going to pick out points and stuff. So the first thing I want to talk about is Tommy, Tierney, and Zinni. Um, Cookie, we've had a chat, haven't we, week in, week out, about how this is going to work, why he's not playing Tierney. And I sort of tweeted at the beginning, maybe he's managing his injuries. I don't know. But I knew he'd come on. I said, Zinni's not match fits. He's going to come on. What do you actually think is going on there? I saw a tweet earlier today that um, Arteta may be trying to mould Tierney into the role that Zinchenko plays. Because we all know that Tierney isn't really that sort of player. He wants to bomb on down the flank and he's not really that interested in cutting into midfield. Yeah. Which, you know, is what he does best. So can't really begrudge him with that. But for the way we want to play, we need someone that can cut in and help build our play from the midfield. And I think, you know, I wasn't at all surprised to see Zinchenko thrown in today. Like, 
my heart honestly bleeds for Kieran Tierney because I love the guy so much and he really did deserve to play today. But the fact of the matter is Inchenko is really good and we play really well when he's in the team and, you know, can't fault him at all today. Did really well, did a really good job on Raheem Sterling. Um, and I think we've all been quite apprehensive maybe about his defensive capabilities but i tell you what that side of his game today really shone through i thought he was really good defensively works really well um with the players around him you wouldn't think he'd been out of the team for mm. what is it five-ish weeks um so yeah i mean it's it kind of seems like the natural selection that he's going to be first choice for the minute but when Tini came on for that 20 minute spell excellent when he came on as well certainly provided a lot going forward and it's great to have I mean, I suppose three good options at left back now. I mean, Tommy Asu still isn't my favoured one, but at least in Cookie, two, hold on a second. Great. I think there's a problem with the. Can anyone hear us out there? Oh, um, sounds ominous. Yeah, there's a there's a slight problem. We might have to start again. It says everyone's in the chat room, but Cole says he can't see us or hear us. I don't know what's happened. Right. Is everyone... Can you hear us? People are saying yes. Yes, loud oh, and okay, clear. Cool. okay, cool. Maybe Carl's got his computer muted. Maybe Carl's not listening. Sorry, everybody. I just was... Right, everyone's saying yes. So carry on. Sorry. That's fine. No, that was me pretty much summed up there. I'll let you take over. Okay. Um, Albert, um, sorry, I've just been yes, thrown by that because I got... No, it's um, fine. Everyone's all right in the chat. So see. Robert's saying, I can see you, but it came on late. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I pressed it, but then I noticed it said zero in the ch chat room, but I could see you all. And then it said 26 people were chatting four minutes ago. So I do apologise. I don't know what's happened, but hopefully you can hear us all now. Um, right. People can still see us now, Yeah. I'm just going to carry on because I yeah, think so. I don't know what to do. I'm not very IT-fied. Sorry about this. Right, Albert, Tommy, Tierney, Zinni, what do you reckon? Um, It's like you said, really. I, I, I kind of mentioned this about in regards to Tierney. I think it's just purely and simply down to um, managing his injuries. We've got two players at Arsenal that are high risk, Amanda. That's Thomas Partey and Tierney. Um, Tierney's had injury issues going back to Celtic days, which has been which has been documented. So, to me, that's the only reason. And we're going to play a lot more games, Amanda, this season. So, I'm not too... Like James has mentioned, um, with um, Tommy Assey's not my... not my. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I wouldn't have a problem if he deputised that position. But, yeah, I didn't expect Tini to start today. I was... I, I knew Sinchenko was obviously back in training and in contention, but Arteta must... He's very integral, Amanda Zinchenko, to how we how we how we want to play, really, because he, you know, Zinni plays in that role where he's not just a you know you're not an awful orthodox left back, and he comes into central areas and we're better in possession. So you can see why he started today, and and he was influential. Um, so uh, to me, it's not a big problem. It's a it's a good problem to have, Amanda, where yeah. we can have people that deputise when our in inverted commas first teamers are not available to play so not not a major major issue and I think you've seen a pattern in the Premier League games in terms of our starting 11s where there's the odd change here or there there's not many um the, the first team's kind of cemented really so no issues with um Tini starting today so Phil Macker welcome to the show Phil getting used to Tini not playing regularly from the start Arteta knows listen we're not losing are we so something's it is odd isn't it because you'd were convinced if Tommy was not playing, it would have been Tierney today. I honestly thought he was going to start him. But it, to be fair, 
it was lovely to have Zinni back, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. How, how do you think he played overall? Go on, Cookie. Go on, Cookie. Go on, Cookie. I mean, I... <laughs> I thought he was really good. Um, I, he slotted in, like like I said before, it looked like he hadn't been away for a while. I mean, he's been away. It's not like a short stint out of the team. He's been away for five weeks. And he came in having not played a huge amount of games in training. And um, yeah, slotted in perfectly. He was integral to the way we went forward. Defensively, really resilient. Um, solid seven out of 10. And that's all you can ask from your fullbacks. And if everyone gives a solid seven out of 10 every week, then uh, we'll carry on doing as we're doing. I've got to be honest, in regards to Tini, I do feel he's third choice now. I just feel when Arteta stumbles, Arteta stumbles upon something, he doesn't change it. So I see Tom Yasso being second string left back. That's from Robert Stevens. Welcome to the show, Rob. Um, Albert, what do you think about that comment? Um, no, I don't think that's the reason. I think you, you've kind of touched upon it, Amanda, really. I, it, people got, people have, can't have short memories of Tierney. As much as I love him, Scottish Braveheart, the, the whole Tesco's bag thing, He's yeah. had a lot. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, a hell of a lot of injuries, and it is to me, it's a case of he's been managed back. We're gonna have a lot. Imagine we're gonna have. A, we're back in Europe. Technically, yeah. we're still in two domestic cup competitions. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of games. We're not gonna have them playing a run of 15, 20 games. It just doesn't happen. So I don't think it's that. I don't think that's the reason. I just. I generally think it's the reason that I think most Arsenal fans think. You know what? He's had a bit of injury trouble since he's come to the club and in his career. And that's what it comes down to for me. I agree. And last point on this, um, Mark Bakrajan. Hi, Mark. Hope you're well. Zinchenko plays a system that Arteta wants. Katie is still adapting to it, but has done well when called upon. I think this is what it comes down to. And maybe managing a little bit of his injuries. It doesn't hurt that he doesn't play every game. We're not losing. So let's just, you know, carry on with it. It was just a question I wanted to ask. Um, okay, so because I've been thrown now, so um, nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do God. not understand why players who leave any football club go and do a TV advert like that before a game. I mean, you are going to be slaughtered if what happened happened like it did today. Not only did Aubameyang play awful, Chelsea played awful when he got substituted and we go and beat them. Um, if it was me and I was Aubameyang, I would have said no to the TV company to do that. It's disrespectful for a start to us. And he didn't look comfortable doing it, did he, uh, Cooks? I think it's quite funny, though. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't really the most enthusiastic you could say when he was doing it but to be honest, like, I really don't care about this sort of thing. It's just marketing, it's just PR, it's just creating hype around it. Um, I just think yeah there's not too much point reading into it if you watch it back like you can it feels like they've almost wrapped on the shoot and they say to him oh yeah let's just do this quick thing ahead of the Chelsea game that we've got um in November and he's just kind of agreed to it reluctantly not thinking you might not even think it would go out anywhere or be used um the way BT have used it you know it's pretty clever it creates that hype and obviously it's created discussion which is why we're talking about it now so it served its purpose but regarding his performance today I thought it was the Abamyang that we saw for the last at least exactly. 12 months of his career exactly. at Arsenal. And I think he had, what, eight touches before he went off? Yeah. Jesus had 62 in the whole game. And that's just the stark difference of where we are now. And I do not miss him in the slightest. And Chelsea fans, they can look forward to a lot more of those type of performances from Abamyang because that's the sort of player he is. When yeah. it's under the cosh, he just goes missing. And he does score goals. 
Let's not forget that. He scores a shed load of goals. But when things aren't going for the team, then it's, it's, it's almost like playing with 10 men. I don't think that's an exaggeration. But um, yeah, I harbour no ill feeling towards him. We got the job done. He's moved on. We've moved on. We're top of the league there, wherever they are. Fantastic. <laughs> it is true. Well and I knew said, you'd well say said. that, Cooks. But I, I, do, I do think that if you're going to do something that like, you're going to have to expect the backlash because... It, it, it's a bit childish, in my opinion. What do you think, Albert? Yeah, I think to Cookie's touched upon it in terms of the, the in terms of the um, sort of the hype and build up around. They, they they do that a lot of these like with Sky or BT. They try to ramp it up and you know whip up a storm. But with with me and Mandu with the whole not even just the advert thing, the whole Aubameyang talk thing. Um, I don't get sections of our fan base, man. Um, and I think this is where the sentiment rules like. Even when he's come back to England, for example, um, and I see people tweeting, "Oh, he scored in the Champions League for Chelsea." I'm like, "Why does that? Why? Why oh, does no. that even concern you? Like, like let it go. He's not our player anymore." And Cookie touched upon it. I mentioned this earlier in my show. Like the, the performance. I don't care about systems or formations. Let's get that out there, right? If you look at this guy's individual performance today. It's exactly what we saw in the last bit of his tenure at Arsenal. What do you miss about that, Arsenal fans? Like, let's be serious. Like, come on, man. Like, we've got a striker now at the club um, with, our, you know, Jesus, who, yes, goal drop. We're just going to talk about that, yeah. funny enough. Yeah. Go he, on. He, yeah. he, he epitomised what he does for the team. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that, that should be, that should be, that should be talked about, that we should shine a light on that, not talking about a player scoring for Chelsea in the Champions League. I, I can't understand that mentality. He's not our player anymore. No, yes, I know. he did a service at our club and he scored lots of goals, but he's not our player anymore. Let but it go, Albert, man. When I said that, um, when he left, I got, honestly, untold Aubameyang fans coming after me on Twitter. And I didn't understand it. If we were selling somebody like Thomas Partey or William Saliba next week, I'd get it. But he hadn't done anything for us. He wasn't interested in us. But we're going to talk about Jesus in two seconds. But look who's come to say hello. We are top of the league. Say so we are top of the league. Craig. That's Craig. Go on, son. Craig, <laughs> lovely to have you here. It's probably him logging in that messed up my whole thing. I do not know. But we're all here now and everyone's good. So thank you for sticking with me because I don't know what happened at the beginning. Right. Albert, I just want to talk about this. On 30 minutes, I wrote this down. Mm. We had a beautiful move where yeah. Jesus headed, and as he did that on the telly, that much wide. Now, yes, should he have scored? Absolutely. I I'm going to ask you both a question in a minute. I'm going to ask everyone in the chat room as well, and we're going to talk about Jesus now. I'm not worried about him scoring. He gives so much to the team. He is... The epitome of tenacity. There we go. We don't need to worry at the moment. It's going to come. It's going to come. He try, he's trying too hard at the moment, that's for sure. Um, we're winning. We're top of the league. We're scoring goals in other avenues. But, Cookie, are you worried? Are you no. concerned? No. Okay. No, Anyone no, in the chat room, are you worried? Go on. Sorry, Cooks. Carry on. No, it's fine. I think, you know, if, if this was last season and I think I think just touching on your previous point about why there was so much outrage regarding why Aubameyang left I think it's because at that time our only other options were Lacazette who we all knew 
was okay, but he wasn't quite what we needed. And behind him was Eddie. And um, it just wasn't really enough for that push to get top four at a time, um, which is why I can kind of ever so slightly understand the outrage. But like you, I mean, Aubameyang hadn't done anything for us for at least 12 months. So getting rid of him didn't really make any odds to me in the slightest. But, but Cooks, the new... they weren't coming after me for that reason. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. I don't, I don't want to um, I don't want No, to but they were this. coming after me because they think I didn't respect him. And Aubameyang's like God. Well, he that's was social never media a legend. for you, Amanda. Yeah, that's, no, that, I know. But I was a bit confused because yeah. why would you tweet about another player scoring when they don't even play for us? But anyway, moving on. Go on. So, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I, since he's come in, he's just been a revelation. Like, like I said earlier, the amount of the touches he had today compared to our previous um, striker that led the line. I mean, it's just, uh, it's night and day. And he great, he did create a few good opportunities for himself today. There was one moment where he took it around about three yeah. Chelsea players. Um was really unfortunate. I think someone got a good block in there. Um, I mean, he just offers so much to this team. And he, you know, we said maybe a year ago that Lacazette was the one who brought out the best in Martinelli and Sacco. We've got a guy that has amplified that four or five times. And he really does bring out the best of the players around him. Um, and if he, along with Martinelli, doesn't go to the World Cup, I mean, that's going to be a big blow for Brazil, I think, because they just offer so much. And Martinelli, I thought, was fairly quiet today. But the way he created that opportunity that Jesus really should have scored. That's the only thing that I would say. I can only criticise about him. He should have scored that. That's, yeah, that's a given. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's absolutely. Yeah. But do you agree with Jobo? Welcome to the show, my lovely Joe. He's more than a striker. I love his work rate and passion. I think generally that's what people are saying. But we know, don't we, James, if we were full fifth in the league and we were missing chances like this, people would be on his back, wouldn't they? Um, Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I still think it's different to the situation we had with Lacazette last season. I mean, mm. Lacazette didn't run as much. He wasn't involved as much. Whereas Jesus, he pops up in midfield. He pops up on the left, on the right. He's everywhere. You, you could see he's trying to make things happen. So I think it would be, you know, if we were fourth or fifth or wherever we were, um, you know, we'd still probably be looking at that as an okay season. I think we're really exceeding where we thought we would be this season. Mm. But um, I, th- I think, you know, just looking at the way he plays, I don't think there's anything to criticise. Like I said, the only thing that he needs to add to his game right now is just putting the ball in the back of the net. And he's got a great opportunity to do that next week against Wolves. Yeah. So, Phil Macker, Jesus is... Jesus. Jesus is amazing for the team, but we do need him to be a goal-scoring nine. Albert, what do you answer to that? Uh, there's two things with that. Your initial point was, uh, should we be worried? I think he might be a little bit worried, but that's just because he's a striker and they want to score goals. So, that's a small thing. I, I saw an article in The Guardian. It, it was a good piece, actually, about Jesus. And he said um, it was basically the moral, the moral of, the, of the article was he's not he's probably not your 25 to 30 goal man season, but he's what Arsenal need right now. And I, I, and I couldn't have summed that up. He, that, that was summed up brilliantly. Mm. Um, if he was playing poorly and was struggling to score goals or, 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 or to not put any opportunities, then it's a different it's a different debate and argument. But he's actually playing well. He's contributing to the team in in more ways than one, and just not more than just assisting and more than just pressing. Um, he's brilliant. Um, and even for someone of his size and sort of height, physically, he's actually quite a decent player in that sense that he can you can you can trust him to hold the ball up. But um, the goals will come. When I initially saw the chance he had today from the from the great build-up play, I actually thought the cross was a bit too far for him. But when I saw the replay, I said, nah, he should have scored that. Yeah. He should definitely, definitely have scored that. And in games like that, 
where it's going to be tight against the other top five opposition, um, you, you have to take them chances, particularly when you're away from home as well. Um, and the game delicately poisoned nil-nil. But because he's playing so well, Manda, even without without the goals, which is unfortunate, and that that will come. It will come. Um, it's it's it'll be a bigger concern if it continues for another four or five games. Um, but hopefully, in that time, he'll play. He'll still continue to contribute towards the team. So. That's kind of where right I, I sit with it because ultimately goals strikers are judged by goals, um, which he he will not be happy about. So that's kind of my point. I understand that, and we and you can generally see by the comments coming up, not many people are worried because we are where we are and we're doing what we're doing. And I just want to say a big hello to my dad. He's decided to join us tonight. Oh, Kelvin. Go on, Kelvin. If if Jesus carries on the way he's playing, goals will come and he's a great addition to our club. But if we do buy another striker, who would they replace? Very true, isn't it? Uh, James? Uh, who would they replace? I don't think they'd replace anyone. Um, I mean, the the only player I would swap Jesus for currently is the one that's, uh, you know, been built in some Norwegian laboratory. Um, and, you know, he's not going to be leaving City anytime soon. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, I don't want to wax lyrical about Haaland, but my God, that guy has got everything. Yeah. Um, he's got what Jesus has, but he's also got the goal scoring prowess. I mean, City are so lucky to have him and um, I'm not going to talk about him too much, but um, I wouldn't swap Jesus for anyone. You know, a striker for me is such a different role these days. I mean, you don't yeah. need a, a 30 plus goal a season, man. I mean, we've gone through the likes of Van Persie um, in the past and, you know, football's changed so much since then and where we're getting goals now through the likes of Jacka, even Partey, Saka, Martinelli, Erdegaard. We've got players like Vieira that can chip in. Nelson last week, Fabio Vieira. Um, I'm not worried about it at all. And the way he, no. he is, like, like Zinchenko is, he's integral to the way we play. Um, so yeah, thank you Man City for that. Oh, absolutely. Another um, comment from, hi, Melissa, welcome to the show. Love Jesus, not too concerned about the lack of goals. Others are scoring, which is brilliant. Share the load. Other teams are now having to worry about our defenders scoring. Good point, Albert, isn't it? Because you would normally focus on the strikers like they do at Tottenham, Harry Kane or Son, yeah? Well, you don't know where it's going to come from us. We have Party scoring, Xhaka scoring, Gabrielle scoring, Martinelli it's coming, um, Tierney the other night, it's coming everywhere from all parts of the team, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy because, like, you see with some a lot of the sort of scrutiny and reaction to, to Arsenal games. and um... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sometimes we complain about not taking our chances, which we still don't. No. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. 
Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A plus 20 goal difference. I mean, this mm. time last season, we were like, we were like minus one, minus two, I think. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, but you're, you're right. Like Goals by committee is so massive. Um, and, and it's no coincidence that, you know, we are in the on the good side of the goal difference-wise, and we scored a lot of goals. And what's the stat, Amanda? I think it was we are the leading team in the Premier League with goals within the first 30 minutes. That's not a bad stat to have, um, you know, in, in the Premier League. It's even more than City. So that's quite, you know, th- there's been advances. And I think that's a that's kind of a thing of Arteta having his own team and moulding his team into what we're seeing this season, that we are in the final third. Even though I still, even at, even at times today, man, I was just getting really frustrated, man, with um, our oh, playing yeah. the final third because we would cut Chelsea open, yeah, quite on quite a few occasions. But just the the final pass in the final third was just letting us down. But yeah, listen, plus twenty goal difference at this stage, man, the thirty four points. I, I'd have bit your hand off to take that at this stage of the season. Oh my life. Do you know what? I went for two all this game. Carl went for four one or four two. I just felt this could be the one that stops us you know Chelsea at home they're going to be up for it they were terrible <laughs> I would like to play them every week to be honest um, we, and we weren't brilliant today I don't care what anyone says we weren't brilliant we weren't like we were against Forest. I know it's a different game but mm. and and they were appalling but I'm going to just one last point on Jesus and then we're going to move on to something else um welcome to the um pod G Talks Arsenal thanks for joining Bye, us man. Alves, mate, and I'm going to get you on one day as well to come and talk to everybody. He, he went 1 0 Arsenal. Oh, well done. He did. He did. He did did he anyone else have 1 0 Arsenal? I went 2 1 any, Arsenal. And, and did Gabriel score, or is it Saka? Saka. I still don't know. <laughs> Gabriel. He, it's Gabriel, Gabriel, isn't it? Did anyone Definitely. have 1 0 Gabriel there? Um, G Talks Arsenal says, not worried about Jesus. He's a team player and has elevated since arriving. Yeah, 100%. As as you're saying, Cooks, he's integral now and it's come from City. Thank you, City. I thank my City friends every week for Zinchenko. And no, no, I seriously do. I wind them up every week and say, you can go top for about 10 minutes if you want, but we're going back there. Um, Right, I'm going to cut. This is the next bit I was going to talk about anyway, was what Carl Stark just said. Thought the party was outstanding today. Now, Towards the end of the game, when we were thinking about man of the match, he was very close for me. Mm. Um, him and Saliba, I couldn't sort of tear apart, pull, pull apart as such. Because is it just me, Cooks, or is party getting better and better and better every game? It certainly feels like it. I mean, he knows his role inside out. We've waited so long for him to have this kind of sustained period in the team. And now he's kind of got that defined role and the players around him have got defined roles. It really just feels like he's it's bringing the best out of him. Um, and he was monstrous today. Like, absolutely fantastic. I thought Chelsea's midfield, um, with all due respect, felt a little bit lightweight. Jorginho um, just, just couldn't couldn't deal with him. Mount couldn't deal with him. I mean, both of those players were fairly non-existent in the entire game. And Jack kind of, similarly to the game against Forest, he kind of had the rubber the green to do whatever he wanted with the ball. He had so much time. You know, his interceptions were fantastic. His tackling was brilliant. Jack alongside him again, very, very solid. Um, but he's such an important player to us. And 
Uh, you know, we talk about having a deputy for him. There's not a player in the world at the minute that can do what he does. So we can find someone that is capable of cover. But if we lose him for a sustained period of time, then we, we do have to do a big adaptation job because he's just, um, he, he's one of a kind. You know, he's, he's irreplaceable for me. Oh, absolutely, Albert. I'm, I'm, I'm falling in love with party every single week. I mean, he started off playing really well for us and then got injured and wasn't great. And then he was misplacing passes and his shooting was atrocious. <laughs> and But I'm not one of these, as you know, I don't get on their back straight away. I'm yeah, sort yeah. of, you've got to give them time to bed into the Premier League. Um, if anyone remembers back to Robert Perez, oh my life, you lot yeah, have had, it, you'd have had him time. out. You'd have had him out. Get, and then yeah. ended up being the most wonderful player for us. So... Um, just party. I could go on about him for a whole, you know, show, but just want to interrupt to say to hi, Matt. Hello from Milwaukee, USA, Milwaukee. Bruce, Milwaukee, Bruce City Gunners, massive results. Though we had a pub capacity crowd at 6am. Wow. This is why yeah. I love my, my, this is why I love the American fans. Honestly, I've seen so many pictures of all around America, all pubs yeah. at six o'clock. They are drinking. They've got Arsenal tops on. They're watching the game. So welcome to the show, Matt. Bring everyone to the show because you're all welcome here. That's for sure. Sorry. Um, well, where were we? Because I'm sort of lost my train of thought. Coming to me with party. Um, I was coming to you with Party. Mark just yeah. came with a point. Party had a great game, but took a certain goal off Martinelli's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah didn't yeah, he? I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Come on, talk to me about Party, Albert. Yes, my fellow African brother. He knows Ghanaian. We have, we have a bit of rivalry in Nigerians and Ghanaians, but that's another yeah. story. Man. That's another podcast, man. Um, listen, you see this guy, yeah? It's amazing what happens when um, yeah, when you're fitness and you play a run of games. Um in particular as well, what I've been impressed with him, it's not a surprise to see him with the quality that he has. That Let's get that out of the way because he showed that showed that at Atletico Madrid and we knew what we was getting. Just the injuries were could tell that he didn't really he missed a lot of games. But what's impressed me the most with him is um even if there's games he's not been he's not rubber stamped in first halves. I mean, the second half against Liverpool at the Emirates and I thought the second half, especially today, I thought he was excellent. He absolutely glues our midfield together. Um, His positioning, his his awareness, he gets us up the pitch. He's not just uh, that. To me, there was always a myth with him. People just say, oh, he's he's a DM. Listen, he's more than a DM. Let's let's have it right. He he offers a lot more than just just popping it off to the the creative players. He, He gives us a base and he gives us um, a presence in that middle of the park. Um, and listen, I think Carl's put in the chat. They're the three players I would have thought actually gone for player of the match um, with Saliba, White, and Thomas oh, Partey. Wow. But but Partey, um, yeah, outstanding. Just really, really took the great game by the scruff of the neck and is becoming our Mr. Dependable man. Superb. Oh, isn't he just? Um, welcome to the show, Arsenal Analyzed. Yes, this is about Partey. Oh, is it one of yours? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to all of Albert's mates. His positioning, reading of the game is class. Now that he's had a proper run of games and settled into the team, slash Premier League, the reason we bought is starting to show. And then he said, no wonder he got to a UCLA mm. final and won a La Liga with an Atleti. Now, that's the thing, isn't it? Again, we needed patience with old Thomas. Keep him fit. I'm worried about everyone coming back from the World Cup, but we'll talk about yeah, that 100%. in another time. So, you know, at the end of the day, you look at it like this. We've got players that are playing amazingly. You know, I I mean, can you actually put a worth on Saliba? 
can you? I mean, if there was ever a story that Mikel could just go like this to everybody and say the people that were slating him for a couple of years saying Saliba doesn't want to play for Arsenal, Saliba doesn't want to play for Arteta, Saliba doesn't want to come back to Arsenal, Saliba this, Saliba that, Mikel doesn't know what he's doing. I, I, I was on podcasts for years listening to this. And I kept thinking in my head, if the boy is good enough, why would Arteta not want to bring him back? Maybe there's a reason he's out there, Albert. Maybe there's a reason he's out there, James. But no one was listening. No, I wouldn't say no one. There were the odd few. But most people like, bring him back. This is Mikel's fault. But but there are reasons. Good managers have reasons for doing things that maybe fans can't see. And I used to sit there and think, if he's this good, he'll be coming back, James. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to get lost in the whole... Um... Saliba debacle about what happens mm, with him his development yeah. at Arsenal because that's a long-winded story I think the only thing we did get wrong was that period where he spent time with the under 23s when he should have been playing first team football that was yeah, it um, but apart from that I think we've managed his development correctly I really did want to see him last season um, and I don't think it'd have been particularly bad for us last season based on how he played for Marseille but in terms of where we are now and how it's working out in the long run He's 21. Like, we've got the guy for 10 years, potentially, if we can nail him down. It's just you look at him and you think he's 30-something because he's that imposing. He's that physical. He's that strong. He's that quick. He is um, He's priceless. You can't. I couldn't give you a figure. I mean, if we're talking, yeah. if, we, if, if you had to press me for one, 150 million, and then we can, you know, start a discussion. But even then, like, getting him signed up is, yeah, I mean, like Carl says, it's absolutely integral because he, him, along with Saka, along with Martelli, all three of them, I think, are 21. So that's kind of the nucleus of the team going forwards. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's raised Gabriel's game as well. I thought he was excellent today. Um, ben White as well, alongside him. I'm oh, sure we'll talk about him God. later. Yeah. Mm. Immense. But, um, yeah, oh. Saliba, I mean, <laughs> that run he made down the right-hand side as well, where he took it past a couple of players and then crossed it into the box. I mean, you just yeah. don't get that from your everyday centre-half. So, yeah, he is um, – we're blessed, truly. But I think at the minute, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say best centre-back in the league. What about well Europe? Said cookie. What about Europe? I think he's good argument. One of the best in Europe. Very good argument. Very good argument. Definitely. He reminds me a little bit of Rio Ferdinand or Viv, uh, Virgil Van Dijk. He's he, he's just I, I don't want to say too much, Albert, but just, <laughs> he's just phenomenal, isn't he? He is. He is phenomenal, and he's right. He is priceless. Um, I think for me. I mean, I saw to be, I, I saw a little bit of him when he was on loan. Um, his, his time in France, and I was I was impressed them with what I seen. So a lot of people that were lucky to go and see him play in America said they said, "Look, this dude, when this kid when this kid comes back, man, you're going to see a serious defender." Um, and I think even a lot of people are probably surprised of how good he is, unless it's the people that have known him from day one, Amanda, for example. But yeah, yeah he's been excellent. He's one of them defenders for me that has the ability where. He, he doesn't need to go to ground because his positioning, his reading in the game is is superb. Um, like Cookie mentioned, he made that, that run today. I mean, the, the partnership with him and Gabriel in particular as well, Amanda, I think I'd have to do my research and go across all the leagues in Europe and see centre-back partnerships. I think you have to go a long way to see one better than we've got at our club. 100%. People can argue that. that's not. People might think that's Arsenal fan bias. I don't care. My, my, my two wives don't lie to me. We, 
we have the we have a bedrock of a defense and yeah. Saliba is an integral part of that. And Cookie mentioned Gabriel, he was excellent today. Excellent. Um but Saliba, I mean even Jermaine Genus gave him a match Amanda. I mean that says it all. But um yeah, he was excellent today. And listen, mm-hmm. we're we're very, very lucky to have got this guy. And you know what? He's not even at his peak. That's the I scary know. thing about it. How old is he? Twenty one. Amazing. Oh my life. I thought he was much and, older than that. And the contract situation, I think when we knew he was coming back, when he did an interview, you know, everything was quashed. We knew he was coming back to Arsenal, thought, thank God. But um, yeah, the contract situation, listen, I think that will get sorted um, sooner rather than later. Because like I said, we don't want to get into a situation at our club yet again, where players are in the last two years. You know, Gabriel's done the contract extension, thank God. Hopefully it will come with Saliba pretty soon as well. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I'm just going to bring Jen Town 1969 in. Thank you for your comment and thank you. And thanks, everyone, in the chat room. And I can see people saying that they didn't get a notification. It was going out live. I pressed the normal buttons. I did what I normally do. It all looked normal to me. <laughs> so I'm really sorry. Um, I'll watch it back and see what happened, but not my fault. But you'll be able to catch up on audio as well or watch this back later. Um, thank you for joining us. Gentile 969. Don't forget about Gabriel. He was also awesome no, today. Don't forget him. Can't Go forget on, him, okay. can we? Because the, the, the partnership is just beautiful, isn't it, Cooks? Yeah, I mean, there's not too much I can say on him that I haven't already said. But I mean, I, I suppose, Gabriel, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that when I'm looking at this Arsenal team and given the mistakes he has made on occasion this season, I've thought, mm. okay, you know, maybe next summer we could upgrade on this guy. But when he puts in performances like he did today, he completely yeah, shut brilliant. me up because he's just, brilliant. he's just the polar, polar opposite almost of Saliba. Because, okay, yeah. he does have that side to his game where he can pass the ball, but what he's just really good at is just that dirty side of the game, just being in the right place at the right time, crunching tackles, strong headers. I mean, he's kind of like the... Not a great comparison, but the Francis Coughlin to Santa Cazola, if we're going back a few years. Um, <laughs> I just love the way he plays. We know and, what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's one for the OG Arsenal fans. But, um, <laughs> I mean, touch, touch on Sleeper as well. I mean, he's not your conventional centre-half, is he? I mean, what he adds to his game, um, like you were saying, Albert, he doesn't need to go down because he reads it no. so well. And uh, the partnership he's got with Gabriel Diaz, understanding they've got together as well is, is fantastic. And I'm certain as well, you know, if we had a situation where White had to slot in along Saliba, I think we'd probably see the same results because I know, okay, you're losing that left left footed centre half, but the understanding across that back line is uh, fantastic. It's great to have a really physical back line because I feel like we've missed that in a while. And everyone we've got there, apart from, you know, Tierney Zinchenko, they're all quite big, imposing, strong guys. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, Gabriel deserves as many plaudits as Saliba got today because he was also excellent. Oh, I just love them. I just want to talk about just a little bit. I mean, obviously, we're coming up to the World Cup. I'm not really interested in I have my reasons for that. But okay. Ben White, I mean, oh. I, <laughs> how can he it's not be picked? Him. I mean, I, I don't know if he has, going to be, not, whatever. I don't really take much interest in the World Cup. But how can he not go? Cookie, Anyone? Well, I mean, I mean anyone look, in the chat I'll, room, I'll do you think brief, Ben like... White should go? I mean... I don't want him to go. I don't want any of my Arsenal, our Arsenal players to go. But Yeah, I mean, Albert, I'll, I'll let you take away with this one. But just very right. quickly, my thoughts on it. I mean, more full Southgate if he doesn't take him. Like, yep. It's such a stupid decision if you don't. And, um, you know, it would it, work in our favour if he doesn't go because we've got him fresh, ready. Got him a, a month for Arsenal to just train around, go to that warm weather camp in Dubai and come back ready, fit and firing for um, part two of the season. But 
as someone you know that wants to see England do well in the World Cup, I think he he's got to go. He's such a useful player. Whether he play, whether Southgate plays a back three, he can play at right centre half. If he plays a back four, he can play at right back. I'm certain you know he could play at centre half for England. There'd be no problems there. Um, but I think it's a Southgate thing. I saw someone today saying that um, Mason Mount's probably going to go ahead of James Madison, who's been fantastic this season. Mm. And it's just you know Southgate's got his favourites, and he doesn't yeah, really he does. seem to. And that, that's why you know I don't. Yeah, I'm not overly excited about what England are going to do because I kind of feel like if he picks, you know, the same old people that we saw a year and a half ago, you know, we've seen how poor England have been um, this year, especially. It won't fill me with excitement and we need some fresh bloods. And given that there's no warm-up games for the World Cup and, you know, you're basically thrown in at the deep end as an international player, I can't see Southgate changing from what he already knows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's a fantastic player. He should be playing with England. But if he doesn't, then, you know, I'm glad that we've got him injury-free at Arsenal for a month. Well, there is that. And I think what they're going to do, they'll have some behind-closed-doors games because there's going to be a lot of players not going to the World Cup in mm. each team in the Premier League, isn't there, in all the leagues and everything. And it's just such a shame. I, oh, God. And, and they're going to go to a country where it's extremely hot as well. So everything is weird for them. And when they come back, are they going to be fit? Are they going to be exhausted? I mean, the climate's going to be totally different. It's going to be probably virtually freezing when they come back here. Albert, I don't want the World Cup, but we've got to and we're going to move on because I could moan about it all day long. But anyway, next up I want to talk about is Saka. So on 63 minutes, he goes to take a corner. And <laughs> I watched it and I thought, did that go in without being touched? Like we all obviously, Carl and I went mad downstairs. Um, beautiful corner. Gabriel obviously got on to the end of it, but I just want to talk about come back to Saka in a second. Did anyone see what Cucurella, Cucurella, whatever oh, he's yeah. called? Yeah, he was hugging Saka like this, but literally not for a second, for the whole journey of the ball going in, ball Didn't goes move. in, still hugging Saka. Now that is a penalty on its own anyway. Forget anything else. You can't hold a player like that. And he literally looks at the ball, goes in the net. He's still hugging him. <laughs> and how he never got booked today, which I have to apologise to everyone on Twitter, because I thought he did get booked early on. And I told he everyone he did. He didn't, yeah. I thought the ref was very good today. I have to say, and I never say that about Michael Oliver, but the, just the Saka thing. So, Albert, I'm just going to come to you on Saka. Where's the protection? Why is there no protection? I did like the fact that he kicked him back. I know I shouldn't, and he got a yellow card. But, you know, it's only fair in certain respects. But talk to me about Saka protection, the goal, everything, and then we'll come to Cooks on it. Um, it, uh, When I think about protection, I think just uh, there's been games this season, and today is one of them as well, where, I mean, he got the booking, but it was actually found him before that. Yeah. Um, he got yeah. booked for diving at Southampton, which is just even still now ludicrous, in, in my opinion. Um, it's interesting you talk about the protection from Amanda because I remember a few seasons ago, Wilf Zaha did an interview after one of the Palace games. He's very, very documented interview talking about protection and, and referees need to do more. And I actually think he's benefited from it. Because he, I think he gets... He gets the kind of level of, let's say, let's just say protection that Saka doesn't get. I, I, that's my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying now, Zaka, Zaka, Saka's not one of them people who's going to come out in the in the in the in, in the in a press conference after the game and and maybe not hammer referees, but kind of have kind of have 
kind of have that point that Zaha made, which we're talking about in terms of protection. Saka's not going to do that, but it, it don't half it, it hasn't half helped. It hasn't half helped Wolf Zaha. Trust me, the last couple of years in the Premier League, it has. He gets a he gets a, a lion's share of protection of free kicks. If anybody watches Palace, he does. Um, and I think that's off the back of him making that having that interview. So mm. it does need to be more. Um, the referees need to be better. And you make a good point, Amanda. As much as you talk about the referees in this country. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When I heard Mike Oliver got the game, I thought, you know what? He's probably, he is probably the best out of the, out of the referees in the league anyway. To be fair, he is. Like whether people want to admit that or not, there's not. I don't think there's many who go. Oh, you know what? I'd I'd rather have him over Michael Oliver referee in a big game. He does get the big games, imagine. He does. He just does. Him or Anthony Taylor, but more so Michael Oliver. But yeah, Saka, he does need to get a bit more protection. Will it happen, Amanda? Um, I think pigs might fly before that happens. Um, just want to sit and make a point as well before we continue. David said Steph Catley whipped a corner straight into the goal for the Arsenal women today, and apparently it was identical. So go on, that, go on ass, <laughs> Arsenal girls. Brilliant. Brilliant Absolutely brilliant. They're doing well as well. Um, and Nigel's just correcting me. It's not going to be as hot as it would be in the average temperatures of 24. Oh, definitely not. Fair enough. That, that's good, but it's still not going to be 24 yeah, here. I mean, it's still I, very warm. Saying, I did just check the weather for Doha and it's 34 <laughs> in a minute. I don't right. know why I did that, but I was just curious. Good for you. See, I think it's going to be around the 30s. But anyway, moving on. Um, Saka, protection, the goal today. What did you think? Yeah, I mean... Um, I feel like we had the protection discussion a lot last week and we'll probably end up having it every week until, yeah. you know, he ends up having a horrible injury. I feel like that might, might just be what it takes for you know, refs to start taking notice of it. I mean, like, like you said, Albert, the situation at Southampton where he got booked for you know, diving when he, he was the one that got fouled. And the, the Kukureo one today just sums it up. I mean, that was what Kukureo's fourth foul, Saka's yeah. first. Um, and he's done that just purely out of frustration. I mean, I'm not denying that it's... Uh, is, is a foul and, you know, it's up for debate whether it's a yellow card or not. But the fact Kukurea made so many fouls today, Saka makes one, oh, I'll show you book. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Really doesn't make sense. So we're going to be talking about this on repeat this season. Um, but it's, I suppose, in a way, it's credit to how good Saka is. Mm. It's kind of expected for players to foul him, to double up on him. Um, but it can't carry on. I like, just simply can't, like, because no. otherwise we're going to ruin what was the England player of the year. Um, and, you know, that shouldn't be forgotten because he's a fantastic player. And on the goal today, I mean, he's probably a bit sick that Gabriel took it off him because if you look at it, it looks like it's going in anyway. Um, but I had to make sure that crossed the line. Great corner, another assist for him. And 
the thing we spoke about this time last year was that Martinelli, Saka and um, Smith Rowe, these are the players that need to add more goal contributions to that game. Well, Saka's doing it in abundance right now and long may it continue. So Robert's come up with a good point, which I've not really thought about. I personally think it's because of the club he plays for. If he played for City or Liverpool, I do feel he'd get more protection or even Tottenham. Do you two quickly either agree or disagree with that? Uh, what I would say to that, because there was a lot of um, stuff yeah, trending yeah. yesterday about the, um, <laughs> the, the, the the penalty Kevin De Bruyne got. Um, yeah. If, if, it were, if it was someone else. I'm trying to think, if Saka was in that position, he did exactly the same thing. Would we get that penalty? I'm not confident to say that we would. The thing is with the, 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 the Kevin De Bruyne, and me and Carl have been arguing about this all afternoon, okay? Did he dive? Yes. But he was caught on the foot. And yeah, that defender gave that referee, referee. and VAR a choice. Yeah, that's a problem. So it's, it, it's all gone now, whether it's, um, you know... Do we think the tap on the foot did it? He's given them a choice. If you can see what you see, a lot of people don't think it's a penalty. I mean, that's the thing. No one's right or wrong. I'm not right or wrong. It's about opinions. But De Bruyne is clever, okay? They're not winning the game. They're drawing one at Fulham. You know, we're hot on their tails, although we were above them. Um, And uh, clever. It's clever play. I think we would have got it. Actually, because if you looked at something against Liverpool, I think we got something. Anyway, James, what do you reckon? <laughs> Just moving on from that. Oh God, I, I don't know. It's it's a really tough one. I mean, VAR's been so inconsistent Rubbish. this season. I mean, I'll reference that game against Southampton again because I think there were so many poor challenges in that that just weren't oh, reviewed by VAR. I I couldn't get my head around that. And again, in the midweek uh, on Thursday night, I oh feel like, you know, there are a couple of things in there that probably should have been reviewed that weren't. No, so, God, yeah, yeah. He was, that um, was awful. Yeah, mm. really, really poor. So, I mean, I've, I feel like it's going to be a common theme throughout the course of the season. It, it is. And, and the thing is, it has been for years, even before you two were born and I was going to Highbury. Okay, it, it's human error. It's life. You know, we could all sit here, James, you could say it wasn't a penalty. When anything's subjective, you're never going to please everybody. But don't give the referee a decision to make. This is what I would say. If if Gabriel would have done that on De Bruyne or someone else, I would have said, why did you give him the decision? Whether you think it's a penalty or not, don't be stupid. You know, so look, I, I agree with this. I watched this today because I, I said that. Kane tried to engineer Penn today by leaving his leg against a defender. Thankfully, ref didn't give it, but should have carded Kane. Again, you know, initially I thought it was a penalty. When I saw it back, I was like, no, no, no. That is Harry Kane at his best, isn't it, really? Yeah, he'd done it against Everton, didn't he, a, a few weeks ago? Or and that, that, that is just him. And, and you know, we're just going to have to get on with it uh, as well. Um, oh, LL Cool Jay's here. Hi, James. Go on, James. Only two other players got the foul De Bruyne got. Son and Kane was a horrendous yeah. decision, in my opinion. But the big team gets the rub. We used to get them when we was in our pomp. Mm. I think I think, I think, think it is a hard one, isn't it? And it just depends who's on VAR that day. Oh, um, is there going to be VAR in the World Cup? I, I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I reckon you'll see a better standard of refereeing as well. Okay, so we... We go one nil up, and then we've that was in sixty three minutes, and we literally have half an hour to plutz. For anyone that doesn't know, plutzing means stressing 
like literally pacing up and down, worrying. Now, I started to stress at about 75, 80 minutes. It started to panic me a little bit because you're, you're, if you're an Arsenal fan for many years, it's so ingrained in you that we start, we lose at the end. We just, we just lose games, stupid things in the last few minutes. It hasn't really happened, thank God, and I'm touching wood um, this season, but I still started to stress quite a bit. Cooks, did you think that we... Um, they came on to us a little bit more, or do you think we had complete control from the goal onwards? I was really surprised because, like you said, in years gone by, you know, we might have ended up losing that game despite having a 1 0 lead yeah. of half an hour to go. So, yeah, I mean, I was kind of I was a little bit apprehensive, a little bit nervous as well, but just, just had to watch the screen really to see that we were in total control of the situation. We were so dominant in that last period of the game. In fact, I'd go as far as saying it was our most dom- dominant period in the game in terms of just controlling it letting the game play out, you know, doing the little clever dark arts, you know, running the clock down wherever we could, which I really like because we've not done that in the past all too well. Um, but Chelsea just didn't offer anything. I mean, there was a spell where they had more of the ball and they threw a few men forward, but it all ended up just with us back with the ball. Um, and in the end, you know, we had, um, I can't quite remember, was it Jesus that was through on goal? You know, we had a good opportunity to score and we should have made it 2-0, oh, which we just wasted. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, had that shot just go over the bar. Definitely should have done. We could have won four nil. Easy. I don't even remember um, Ramsdale making a save, but I just want to go back to something I said before about Cucurella. It would have been a penalty, and James has just come and said that apparently the refs' report today said if we didn't score the goal, we'd have got the penalty due to Cucurella holding on to Xhaka. Was I think shocked just, when I read just that. Very quickly, Absolutely. I mean, Cucurella, seventy odd million quid. Oh my God, was Mental. he? It's mental money. I don't think he's a bad player, but I mean, player, but, yeah. I, I'd be scratching my head if I was a Chelsea fan because he's not, he's not world, world, world class. Every time I watch him at Chelsea, he's been okay. That's it. And I thought today he was just roasted by Saka. So, Brenny K74, evening or I cannot remember the last time we went there and it was so comfortable. So, Albert, did you feel comfortable with the last 20 minutes to go? Well, actually, it was 30 minutes. Um, You know what? When we got, when we got the goal... I actually thought we had a we had a good ten sort of just ten minute period where we actually could have got the second goal and yeah. just killed the game completely. Um, Cookie makes a point, and I, I, I watched I'd seen a bit of Chelsea this season, but I mean even in the second half, man, I don't I, they didn't really do anything. Um, they, they like Ramsdale didn't damage. I think they had one shot on target. If I've if I've got that right, I think I'm not sure. Um, but they didn't trouble Ramsdale at any point. Um, Gabriel and Saliba dealt with Bamiang and Brozier when he came on. They brought on what's his name, Conor Gallagher, to give a bit more legs yeah. in the field. That, I don't think that even that made much of a difference. Um, yeah, Chelsea's sort of in that period where you know they got a lot of injuries, but they're not playing that fantastic. And you've got to remember as well, Amanda, Chelsea hadn't lost at home in twelve games in all comps, and we went there and won, we went there and got one today. So that that's another good feat for Arsenal today to go there and beat them. Not just not just for the third time in I think since seven, since seventy four, which is you know that's that's a long time. But yeah, I, I didn't. To me, there wasn't the only reason why we would have conceded today, or even at worst lost the game, was through individual mistakes, which didn't happen today, which has happened earlier in the season. Which is you know we've gone on to win games, but it's put us in tricky situations. But we didn't allow ourselves to get in a position today where uh, mistakes cost us. Um, so defensively, that's why it's so buzzing to get the clean sheet. But I, I felt 
I, I felt okay, Amanda. I thought we managed it pretty, pretty decently well in that second half, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to read out some stats to you and then I'm going to go on to something else that I tweeted today, okay? Eight points ahead of Spurs, game in hand. 11 points ahead of United. 13 points ahead of Chelsea. 15 points ahead of Liverpool. That's where we stand at the moment. On the 6th of November, we're top of the league. We are 15 points ahead of Liverpool, 13 Chelsea, 11 United, 8 Spurs and a game in hand on Spurs. Now, if you'd have said this to us, I mean, obviously, every single Guna is on top of the planet. I don't, I've not, I've not seen any Arteta out, weirdly. I've not seen any moans and groans. It's wonderful. We're all together. The support at uh, Stamford Bridge today, I didn't even hear a Chelsea song. I didn't hear them. They, they um, seem very quiet, yeah. Very quiet. They knew. Uh, a few of my Chelsea friends said, you're going to beat us today. And I was like, mm, God, no, no, no. But th- the insanity of it all is that I'm sitting here doing a podcast again, talking about being top of the league. Now, I've always joked on the last few weeks on my social media with my close friends, we can't win the league. We're not. We're enjoying the ride. We're just here. You know, let's just get top four. I'll be upset if we don't get top four. And when the final whistle went, I was so annoyed with Arsenal because now they've got me believing that there's a chance, there's a chance that we could actually win the league. Okay. Now, I've not lost my marbles, but I think that when you start to look at the stats now, it's a weird season. We can't call it because it all breaks up after we finish at Wolves next Saturday night. And late next Saturday night, I'm going to do a post-game pod because that'll be the last one until Christmas yeah. New Year time. So I'm going to stay up late after that game. Win, lose or draw, I'll be on. Um, at any point when that whistle went, James, did you think, hold on, or not? Are you still one of those who's like, just get top four? I mean, if we didn't get top four from this position, it would be an almighty collapse. So I think, you know, we can hopefully have that in the bag fairly soon into the new year. Um, I don't want to be talking about top four. I do want to be talking about us going for the title because why the hell not when we're there? Like, it's our best ever start to a Premier League season, I think it is. Um, I think I've got that right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... If that's an indicator of where this team can go, then, you know, unless we have really bad luck with injuries, then um, that's the only thing I can see unravelling us. Obviously, I do think, you know, City will push us all the way and I think we'll push City all the way. I hope we'll push City all the way. The only thing I would say is when you look at that man that I referenced earlier, not going to name any names, but he feels like maybe the difference maker. Um, And, you know, if they were to win the league, then I'd hold my hands and be like, yeah, you know, fair enough. Um, but I think whilst we're there and whilst we've got the capabilities of what we have currently got, then let's do it. Let's do it for as long as we possibly can do. I mean, we don't need someone. I mean, the, the one thing I would say about City is when Haaland wasn't in the squad for the past couple of games, they haven't looked as convincing. Um, he is that much of a difference maker. So if he was to have a period out of the team, then I think we could really, really go for this. Um, but if, if we took the league back 10, 15 years, I think we'd be top of the pile by seven, eight, nine points because it's only for Man City being there. Just look how much of a gap we've created between us, City and the rest of the teams in the league. It really does seem to be that kind of, uh, you know, gap forming between us, City and everyone else. So, yeah, we're in a great position. You know, I I would still maintain if we finish in the Champions League and won the Europa League, 
be over the moon with that. Oh, like, that would wow, be a great yeah. season for me. Um, but I want the Premier League now. <laughs> I really do. See, now, Albert, Phil Macca's making me nervous because I don't see it like this. Top four is already done. Let's yeah. just agree we are in the title race with City and enjoy finishing top or second and winning a cup and finally being Champions League next season. That is the dream, absolutely. But I'm not saying that. I don't think anything's done. I don't know what's going to happen come uh, mid-December when our players are back. Mm. Albert, how do you feel? Cool. Let me unpack that that com- comment. There's a lot in there, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it, my my ideal season for me personally would be top four in the Europa League. That's yeah. that's me. And me. Um, in in the short. In regards to winning the league, ask me in February. Yeah. Because I'm not going to. I, I I no. I don't think we're going to win the league now. Personally, what what I think we have done is we've taken the conversation from Arsenal getting top four, potentially getting top four. That they'll definitely get top. I think they'll get top three. Um, and I thought that a few weeks ago, looking at the start of the season, the games and the sort of the form and the, the results that are happening around us. What what my biggest thing for Arsenal this season, and has been for quite a few seasons actually, Amanda, is yes, it's great to beat the Fulhams, the Bournemouths, the, the Palaces and those teams. Because we there's, there, were te- there were times when we were going through seasons, we're not picking up wins in these games. But for me, it was bigger than that and getting top four. It was about competing against the other big clubs, the top yeah. five. Before today five wins in 50 away from home that that's a horrendous record um now it's 60 51 <laughs> so it's going to get better over the years hopefully very soon but that is one thing for me it's about competing and, and winning the statement games hence the reason why we're having questions like this that came up before and we're having podcasts talking about league titles because the the, the players are giving us as fans um a chance to you know are, are giving us a chance to believe that it's possible. That's that feeling is not happened for Arsenal fans for, for many a year. So I, I get why that talk is out there and it will continue. Listen, man, let's get it right. When the World Cup's done and we play Tottenham away in January, if we go and beat them, and then you know, whenever City they're gonna reschedule that. I don't know when them games after check the calendar, but we know when it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. gonna do it in May. We play them the end of April, weirdly. Yeah. So we we could play them two it twice in three, four weeks. Um, look, we don't know because, I mean, look, if the season was to continue now, then Mm. we'd know a lot more, but it's a very, we've never been in this position before. So many things are weird this season. So we've got to stop and six weeks gone. But it's also important. I've said this so many times to, to, to strengthen from a position of strength, which Arsenal didn't do last January. We have to do that in January. I don't care whether we're top by five points, one point, six point, whatever points it may be. Strengthen from position of strength because we are not fully adequate in a lot in some areas that will assist us and make us better. Well, that's what Paul Nels just said. Hi, Paul. We'll be close to second if we stay healthy. It's too early. If we get reinforcements in the Jan transfer window, we can go for it. But Carl Stark's just come up with, which is something we keep forgetting. We've still got ESR to come back and a couple of signings in January, hopefully. ESR. I mean, we've missed him so much. It'd be lovely to have him back on the bench in January, won't it? And then to start for us, that's for sure. Um it's a lovely dream. Does anybody else out there think we can <laughs> we can do it? I mean, I'm not saying we are, but I'm just that's the I just was got annoyed fast. And I was like, damn, you've started the hope. It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Mm. Um 
Yeah, I think um, Sultan Murad Han, welcome back to the show. We need at least two players. I think we do. I mean, how amazing is it to be in this position, though? It's, it's, it's phenomenal, isn't it? It's a beautiful feeling to know that. And if we beat Wolves next Saturday, we will be top till over Christmas until Boxing Day. That is mad, yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you something else as well. Um, Boxing Day, West Ham's 8 o'clock at night, which is not good. Not good for families and stuff out there. Is that um, at home? That's, that's at home at 8 o'clock. No, no, it's at home. No, we're at home. So it's Boxing Night at the Emirates. Um, it's going sorry, to be rocking. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, Wolves is away. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm yeah, talking sorry, about yeah. West Ham. <laughs> it's yeah, going to be yeah. rocking. I've yeah. already told my family I'm going. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to be there that night. Because we've not been, it will be incredible atmosphere, that is for sure. But we've got a we've got Brighton in the um as I call it the Haribo Cup, but it's the Caribo Cup. <laughs> on first Wednesday, Haribos sorry, Wednesday. Yeah. on Wednesday. Um I won't be going to that. And then quarter to eight, I think, next Saturday night we play yes. live Saturday against night. Wolves. And I'm not being funny, every game's massive. It don't matter who you play, every game is massive. We've had a few clean sheets, which is nice. Um, Beautiful. We beat, we beat Wolves because uh, I think City have got Brentford. So I think you can sort of, you know, no disrespect to Brentford, but I think you can safely say they'll probably beat them now. Um, it's all about just keeping the momentum going, and that's for sure. So everyone in the chat room, this is that time of the night where you tell me where you're all from, so you're going to get a quick shout out. I think Cookie's got to go. Have you got to go, James? Are you all right? Yeah, wait, a few wait, more minutes? yeah, yeah, a few more minutes is fine. You sure? You're okay. All right. Um, what's your prediction for Brighton? Um, and, and who do you think is going to play, James, just quickly? And what's your prediction for Wolves as well? This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Happy, happy, happy! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Um, I mean, Brighton's a tricky one. I do think, you know, Arteta went strong in it last year. I'm not sure he'll go as strong because we were in a much healthier position than we were um, last year. So I do expect the likes of Marquinhos to start, Nelson to start, Samuels. I think it'd be very similar to the... Um, Europa League game, yeah. teams, but I do think you know the likes of Jacka, Gabriel, those kind of mainstays that have played in both the Europa and the Premier League. I think they might be dropped out, and you might potentially see someone like Smith come in. Um, you might see a couple of other youth players come in. I think it'll be a tough game on Wednesday because I think Brighton will probably be a lot stronger in their team selection than we will be. Um, but I still think we can do it. You know, whilst we're on a high, we're at home. Why not? Um, I don't think it'll be easy. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a tight scoreline. I'll go for 2-1 for that one. What, oh, for Brighton? Yeah, for Brighton. And yeah. so Nigel's gone Arsenal 2-0 Brighton, Wolves 1, Arsenal 3. What's your Wolves 1? I think we'll keep another clean sheet of Wolves. I mean, oh, they've been so out of sorts. I mean, they've been quite poor to be honest. I'd be disappointed if we didn't go there and win. Um, last season, I mean, it was a really tough ground to go to. It's always been a tough ground to go to in the Premier League, but this is like the weakest Wolves side I think we're coming up against. So, um, don't think it'll be a massive win, but 2-0. Okay. Albert? Uh, I'll do, so, the Brighton game, ooh, it's a tricky one. Um I think Arsenal will 
2-1 Arsenal for Wednesday. Yeah. Wolves is interesting because they won't have the new manager bounce because Lopetegui won't be starting until after the World Cup. Oh, okay. so whether that, yeah, so whether that makes a difference, we don't know. But uh, Wolves are a weird one. They don't, Their issue is they don't score enough goals. So I can't see them pummeling two or three goals against Arsenal, touch wood. Um, so that's a good scoreline. I think Nigel said it. Was, I'm going to go Arsenal 3-1 actually as well against Wolves. Okay, I'm going Brighton 2-0 and I'm actually going to go 3-1 for Wolves. Oh. Sorry, Arsenal 3, Wolves 1. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do, yeah. do a little few shouts of where you are. I've put a few up already. James is the Marbella of Essex, <laughs> Chelmsford. Kazakhstan. I love wow. that. That's amazing. Hi, is that? Uh, Vancouver Island, Canada, I'm assuming. Oh, yes. Kind of, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Hurrah, Romford. Um, <laughs> South America in Guyana. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning, wherever you are, as Craig says. Basing Stoke, we get everywhere. And I'm just going yeah, to put a do. few of your um, your uh, predictions up as well. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. We all seem to be sort of on the same wavelength with mm. Brighton and Wolf scores. Um, Melvin's from the field of N. I know where you are. Um, oh, yes, as Cole says, and I should have said this, please subscribe. Please um, press like. Please leave your comments in the YouTube box because the more people comment, the more people see it. And I really appreciate all, all feedback, good or bad. That's absolutely fine. Um, what I would like to say as well, during the World Cup, I'm going to do, be doing some shows called What Arsenal Means to Me. I'm going to be getting all different guests on um, just to keep the pod going, just to keep the Arsenalness going. Um, they're going to start at nine o'clock at night, so you're not going to miss any World Cup games. So if you subscribe, you can see which guests are coming on. Oh, um, Stuart, Stuart, the photographer, has said he's coming back. I've got some other fans coming on. Dave Hillier's coming on. So there's all all different people. And my little podcast brother from another mother, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Campbell, might be coming on as well. So um, please stay tuned. Right, everybody. To those that are top of the league, have a most wonderful rest of your evening. Enjoy your week, okay? Here's to Arsenal beating Brighton and Wolves. I'd like to thank my guest, Cookie, as forever. Um, thank you, Cooks, for coming on and staying with us. Pleasure as always. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. I just want to do one more from Nigeria. Yes. Big up to Nigeria. I thought I'd do that for you, Albert. Yes, of course, oh, man. Look at this, Mogadishu. Wow. Wow, I'm so honoured, honestly. Thank you all. Um, thank you, Fiona, as well. And thanks, everyone, for their support. I say it every week, but I really mean it. I really do. Um, Albert, thanks for coming back on. Of course, um, Amanda. You're right, Cookie, tell everyone where they can find you. <laughs> Me? Yes, we want to find you, Cookie. Yep. Come on. Just Not the area you live roam, in. You're roaming around about. the streets, just <laughs> looking for some sort of work. No, just just find me on Twitter at jucook ninety six. Come and follow James on Twitter. He's 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 very good on there. Albert, where can everyone find you? Thank you, buddy. Everybody, you can find me Albert JTV. Did my match review earlier. I'm going to be on another pod in about twenty minutes somewhere. But um, yeah, I'm around here and there and everywhere. Um, you'll see me tweeting and Instagram posting. So come and check me out and subscribe to the channel. And look at this. I love this from Phil. Love Albert, but he has the bedroom of a nine-year-old <laughs> with all these little Arsenal shirts at the back. Awesome, That's man. fantastic. Want to get more, Phil? 
Oh dear, enjoy the ride, Gooners. Enjoy it all. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know if we're going to be challenging for the league come March, April, May. Let's hope so. Thank you all for joining me. Same old Arsenal. Up the Gunners. Always Arsenal. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.